Hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to uh, the higher estate where we talk about all things related to health, wellness, and cannabis, uh, where we bridge the gap between the lifestyle world and the medical world. And today, I'm a little slightly pissed, <laughs> not because of Lucas forgetting everything at home, but who says, no, I can't emotionally handle it today. He literally said that to me. Well, did you say that, Lucas? Can you get on mic today, Lucas? We're let's we're gonna get Lucas on mic today. So Lucas is our guest, and uh, and we're gonna plug him in. Lucas is just the man behind the scenes. Yeah, he is. But he's gonna be on mic today. We're gonna mic him up, kid him up, kid him up, kid him up. But my uh, my reason for being frustrated, which has nothing to do with Lucas forgetting to bring the gorilla pod, so that we can not hang the Instagram live feed really has to do with opioids and narcotics. So we have a crisis. We got a pretty significant crisis. Al, you'd agree? Al's not even there. Al, oh, by the way, say hi, Al. And uh, Al's, Al, and, Al is producing this thing. He's behind the scenes at 420 Radio. Today we're going to be able to uh, take questions from you guys uh, instead of having a million guests talking about really interesting stuff. We're going to talk about more interesting stuff with the people that are here all the time. That's myself, Tyler, who's, who disappeared for... Yeah, last week you weren't here. I was in Arizona. What were you doing? Uh, two of my friends are actually getting married. We're doing a bachelor parties down there. Really? Yes, actually, one of them is a cannabis lawyer. What's her name? His, name? his name. Oh, right. His name's Ian Bust. Yeah. He's a, he practices in Hamilton as well. So, Does he? Yeah. And he works with a bunch of LPs. He's a, he's a fantastic lawyer. Okay. And I actually was down there with uh, the radiologist from General, uh, Murek. Oh, really? I don't. You shouldn't say that. Well, it's his first name, and he's one of my good buddies. He oh, we're allowed to say care that? at all. Oh, okay. I won't say his last name. Why not? Because I can't pronounce it. <laughs> I actually can't pronounce it. It's Polish. Oh, okay. But uh, he's good buddies with Dr. Aziz, actually. Oh, really? And he knows you from uh, De La Soul. Him and his uh, fiance go to De La Soul. Oh, really? So yeah. why are you moving that? So he, I can't he, hit him he, in the he face? He didn't even know you were a doctor, actually. He, he thought you were just a tatted up guy at the yoga studio. Oh, really? Yeah. See that? Like, I started describing you to him. He's like, that guy goes to De La Soul, doesn't he? This is my, yeah, like, my wife yes, is his wife runs there. it. He's like, Naz? She's like, yeah, she kicks my ass all the time. Oh, really? I didn't... Uh, who's His fiance goes a lot. He's been like five for six times. Why did you said. move that so I could stop hitting him? Because I like every time him. it makes noise. Yeah, it makes it loud. No, but I know, but that was fun. <laughs> I was actually... It'll be unlistenable. It'll be unlistenable. <laughs> I was, oh, but yeah, well, no. Yeah. So, small world. I was down there with people who we are well that door. It was pretty cool. Interest. So he well connected. Dog. It's, it's a small world. It is a small world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's funny. We're down there. We have a physician and a lawyer in the house. Right. So <laughs> we when, were when shit goes there. wrong, there's nothing. There's actually one of my oh, buddies because we were obviously doing thing. a lot of drinking. So, but one of my friends, he didn't pee or poo for four days, and then Murek <laughs> helped him out. Wait, you don't want to, what are you talking about? Teddy Who again would that? not care. He didn't. He got really scared. Like he couldn't pass anything for four days. Well, that's not normal. Merrick helped him out. He passed stuff the next day. 
Oh my God! Who says this stuff on live? live? Oh, Al, it's, they're close friends. People, of mine. I have they to, will not mind. Uh, pee, pee and poo. <laughs> the stuff we have to deal with. Yeah, well, you did, man. Start. You'd be freaked out if you didn't. <laughs> yeah, I, but I. But know we had a, about that. We had an on-call physician <laughs> had, at the house. And in case you all ended up in prison, you had a we lawyer. Had a lawyer. Yeah. Good. Yeah, all you need fantastic. is somebody who knew how to grow, can't grow cannabis. It was oh. Arizona. It's medical state. Right. Mm. You I can get it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so my frustration, Al. Yeah. Um, yes. The opioid thing that's going on. I, you know, so today I, uh, I'm on call for the corner today. Um, so I was on my way to, uh, to do a case, and so I got hungry. And so I stopped at uh, uh, A&W to get the Beyond the Beef uh, Patty, because since April first, I actually I, like it. Eh? I've be I love it. Really, I've been a vegetarian. Well, not like a real vegetarian. I eat fish, but I usually don't like the things that are trying to imitate the meat version of something that are just vegetarian. You gotta get a better imitation meat. Yeah, but this one, this one doesn't actually taste good. It doesn't mm. like it Is doesn't it beyond the meat. Yeah, it's good. It doesn't taste like the usual. Really shitty vegetarian. If yeah, you I look into this. some of the health concerns about Beyond the Meat, though, there's a few things. The soy. Yeah. Soy is the issue. But yeah. some people, I, I'm still trying to figure out if there is soy in Beyond the Meat. There is. There oh, is? Yeah, it's it is it soy is. based? I, no, I thought. It's not soy based, but there are soy byproducts. Because soy is not good. Uh, and I usually yeah. don't eat. So. See, what? I don't know how to be a vegetarian. How, why is it not good though? Oh, soy is yeah. bad for your estrogen levels. It's bad for uh, okay. like it just debalances your hormones. Drink soy milk for a year, soy you won't be the good. same guy. <laughs> no, soy is not good. Soy <laughs> okay. is bad. Okay. What about um, almond milk? It's bad okay. for your hormo hormonal good. levels. Okay. I, I drink. I love almond milk. Almond milk is great. That's what I. Soy remember. not good. Okay. So you know, soon you're gonna be lactating. I don't know. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> okay, so you go to get the Beyond Burger. So I go get the Beyond Burger. It was great. Mm -hmm, but yeah. while I ordered, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go to the bathroom because I oh, can God. do those yeah. things. Yeah. So I walk in the bathroom <laughs> and there's needles everywhere. Oh, there's okay. not only bag, like needles lying around and little saline containers. Uh, there's like syringes still in a pack. It looks, honestly, mm. I thought I was in a needle exchange. Mm. It was literally like, and they look like they were almost trying to hide it, but not really try to hide it. There was baggies with, with like, uh, with syringes, baggies with needles, baggies with, uh, with, um, alcohol swabs. Mm. There was a bottle for like, uh, for like, just like a, look like an, it was an empty vodka bottle yeah. that for, that all the sharps were put into. And sharps? it was literally, yeah, all the needles. Like oh. people's used needles. Well, I I actually I was wearing my my kit because I was on my way to a corner case, so I came back out front and I'm like, listen, you guys need to clean that bathroom because it honestly looks like yeah like a needle exchange and we're in a we're well, in a, a hazard freaking right? A and W yeah. yeah not only a hazard I'm like who wants to go to the bathroom and like yeah. you're like I, I would just fuck right you walk out it's craziness right yeah. oh you know what we need to get a a swear jar for you. <laughs> I've left it out the last couple of days. I've been swearing less because the less I think about it, huh? The swear jar makes me think, oh, swear. <laughs> Subconsciously, I start swearing. Oh, that's possible. Right? <laughs> so here's my point. My point is, I don't judge people for having an addiction. Mm. I'm not judging. I understand the difficulty of having an addiction. You're, you're a heroin addict, fentanyl, whatever. If you're IVing drugs, I understand that it's uh, an addiction. Where I do fucking judge you though is being an asshole. Yeah. If you're gonna start leaving your stuff lying around, 
leaving your you know junky no i don't want to say junk that's the wrong word Is leaving your mad? your your drug paraphernalia lying around you're no long, longer a responsible drug addict right nope. you're not being a harm to you just yourself you're you yeah just, be a harm to yourself yeah. don't be a harm to other people don't yeah. be an asshole yeah. go put it in if you don't have a house wherever you sleep leave it in a corner somewhere mm. like like that's well guarded yeah. You know what I mean? Keep it on your person in the knapsack that you have because you still, you have, there's a knapsack. There's something. You're wearing clothes. Right, yep. right. Keep it on your person. What you shouldn't be doing and what, what drives me nuts mm -hmm. is when you put other people at risk. And yeah. that's a lack of just, you know, that's a lack of, that's a pure judgmental lack. A lack of humanity. Yeah, no, certainly, you know, being, you know, an addict, mm -hmm. having an addiction to opioids puts you into that category yeah. you know you start to lose judgment judgment and focus because you have an addiction i've, I've seen right. that in people you know like it completely changes who they right are. like it just so, yeah. it, of course it yeah. does but you don't have to change yourself don't 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 put other people at yeah, risk and that drives me nuts well the, the drug becomes your driving force to live right but it do takes it in, away everything do it some you're i agree yeah. we know that so do that do it on your own time do it in your own place. Mm -hmm. Do it somewhere that you're not going to affect and kill other people or potentially do that. Mm -hmm. I understand I you stop losing the ability to think like that. Yeah. But I'm asking you, if you have an addiction, it's not a good... Obviously, you know, you're, I'm sure you're trying to work on it. But try not to, as best as you possibly can, take yourself down and try not to take other people down mm -hmm. with you. Mm -hmm. Especially people that have no idea... Well, yeah, you what they're getting into, like in a bathroom it. where there's needles Any just lying around. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That also brings me to another point. And that point is, uh, you know, I mentioned before that as uh, that in Hamilton, we have, uh, we have, you know, relative per capita, the largest problem in Ontario and Ontario is the largest problem in Canada and Canada has the largest problem in, uh, watch it. That's still live. So make I sure know. that people can still see, yeah. Um, has the largest problem in the world. Now that's to say abuse, not deaths. If we're looking at deaths or overdoses, British Columbia still takes the reins on actual deaths. Yeah. Not by very much. They're at about 1,100 and we're at about 1,030. So, you know, we're not behind by more than 100 and we're on our way up and BC is actually on their way down. BC, um, after implementing a couple things last year, they're down about 100 deaths. We're up about a couple hundred deaths. What did they implement to change? Yeah. Um, they implemented a, uh, well, I don't know what they implemented, to be honest. I think what they started doing is looking at it. The truth is, I, I think our... Uh, like safe injection sites. They have safe injection sites. We don't. We sort of have safe injection we sites, sites but, them, but we did get rid of them. I, you know, actually, I, you know, from the... Are we getting phone calls? Al got disconnected, oh. sorry. Oh. Um, from the point of... You know, I always had an issue with safe injection sites, you know, or maybe I didn't, I'm not sure. But now after seeing these things that I'm starting to see show up in, mm -hmm. uh, in. Well, it's, you look at Vancouver, I, like if you looked at Vancouver five years ago, you walked around on East Hastings, <laughs> you'd see needles everywhere. Right. You still do. Right. Ontario, yeah, there's still a huge problem. We haven't come to that social acceptance of it though. You can see people down an alley shooting up in Vancouver down almost any alley. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. I lived there for a month and a half and I'd never seen anything like it. Even 
in St. Louis or Baltimore or Philadelphia in the states where it's really, really bad. It was I was shocked at how many needles I saw in Vancouver. Like, well, shocked. I mean, today today was sh usually I'll see like one needle lying around. Today I literally saw a whole needle exchange in the bathroom. I saw the picture. You saw a tie-off band, everything. Yeah, it, it, right it, it depends where you are too, right? Because when we, we, when I was working under the cotton factory and going down Barton Street every day, fuck, dude, like you'd see a lot. You'd I should put lot, the picture lot. up of what I saw today. I'll yeah. put it up after the podcast. Should I put it up right now or should I put it up after? Sure. You can do it whenever. It, you, could, you could put it up on Facebook if you wanted to. Or on Instagram. It's a sad Instagram. picture and it's in an A&W. Like it's even it's sad. Yeah, it's really uh, sad. Oh no, the picture's on my phone. On your phone, yeah. Uh, we'll do it after. Um, I'm going to tell you which one because it, it was actually the one on King Street just before Queen. Which, which I go into quite a bit. Yeah, which most people go into. I mean, there was it was lunch break. It was like almost, it was noon o'clock mm -hmm. and uh, a whole bunch of execs and, and the financial industry people were in there and there was kids all over, you know, from school break and also with their parents. And, uh, and I ordered my food, went into the bathroom there and literally initially all I saw was like, thanks man. Thank you. Uh, initially all I saw were some like empty normal saline. I was actually looked like sterile water vials. And, uh, yep. and then I... And then I just looked around. I didn't even look around. I literally turned around and then I saw like baggies, like big like um, Ziploc bags full of, in each one had like a different piece of equipment <laughs> to use for IVing. One was full of syringes. One had, uh, was full of, of swabs. One was full of tw tw uh, ties. It's amazing how well equipped they are though. Super well equipped, <laughs> but nobody was watching that. When, when, when you think about it, we walk around as potheads or medical cannabis people. Uh, we walk around with little kits. I've got a kit that I take with me everywhere for my diabetes as well. That's right. And to them, it's not it's not much different. Right. But it's disgusting that there's no uh, cleanup. It's lack of respect it's, for other people. It, it does show a lack of respect. Um, but I think it also plays to the point of what the addiction to an opioid does to somebody or what for, the opioid does sure. to you when and you that's when right yeah it turns you right off it numbs you to the entire yeah, world it where, becomes your driving force to live yeah literally. Be, yeah but i mean i've seen cannabis you know people that have an addiction to cannabis that has suffer from cannabis use disorder but they're but not, not numb degree. yeah no, they no. may be looking for cannabis all the time yeah but they're social yeah. and you know if mm -hmm. we're talking about scales of disability I'm not condoning, of course, even, you know, any disorder use, overuse of anything. But if we got to take the relative scale of things, I've got to think that even though cannabis use disorder is horrible and can make people, you know, can ruin, ruin people's lives. Like, what does that look like, though, on the, on the bad end of the scale? Like, what does it look like? Yeah. It looks like somebody that doesn't really like that literally just wants to smoke pot all day. Doesn't work. But I mean, they're, yeah. Okay. Is looking for their next, you know, looking, but they have friends, they use their cannabis all the time and they right. can't hold a conversation to with them. Mm -hmm. They are a motivational and they don't want to do things. Mm. It makes me think of an offspring song. No difference. No, it's different mm. than a sustained drinker. They live. I can't, they come home, they drink, they I can't hear you. They wake up, they live life. Al, you're, um, you're getting a little bit uh, cut off when you talk. 
haven't noticed that. Why do you think that is? Could be uh, low battery on the speaker. I don't know. Yeah, it's Bluetooth. It's it needs to be hardwired. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. We need yeah. to get a hardwired speaker. And then, and then it's just like me sitting beside you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or maybe I'll just start coming in. I mean, my schedule has opened up. Yay. That would yeah. be amazing. Although next week I have to go back to BC, by the way, so I won't be here next week. Oh shit! What's in BC? Oh, can't we come go down to East Hastings. Go yeah, to, that would be. Flashy. Go to the American Backpackers Hostel. I lived there for a month and a half. Maybe what I'll do go is there. I'll put on my, I'll bring my mic with me that plugs into the phone. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah. And then we can still have a show. Mm -hmm. That'd be really cool. Just be just a three-hour three difference. You got to remember the three-hour difference. Oh yeah. right. Yeah. So what right. time would it? It'd be noon. Noon. Uh, it's, be uh, noon for you, noon three 30. for us. Noon thirty. Noon thirty. Right. No noon. Yeah. I'd noon thirty because no, it's three p.m. here. Is yes. three hour difference. Yeah. Okay. It's uh, twelve thirty there right now. Yeah, that, I'll I'll remember to do that. I'm just I was just so frustrated today seeing this seeing this lack of respect. But then again, it also goes to show, like I said, what opioids or narcotics do to people. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, last night I moderated, and the reason I bring that up is because last night I moderated an event or I hosted it. I was I host? I didn't host it. I, I was the host of an event mm. at somewhere else's place. It was kind of neat. My, my pop would have actually, here's a fun, it was at a synagogue in Toronto of all places. I, I saw there was I about, saw the uh, there were about 75, um, Eld like I want to say else what do you I don't want to say elderly what do you call it what is it like oh um older fine senior gentlemen senior that's yeah. the word seniors <laughs> there were there? there no but my pop showed up but this is crazy I haven't been able to get him to show he hasn't showed up to you know because he's usually doing his thing mm -hmm. never shows up to much of the stuff but he always wants to mm -hmm. of course the one at a synagogue he shows up to <laughs> I'm like dad what are you that's doing you here in. That's, I, that's the whole thing. I came <laughs> I came to listen to you in the meantime I really wasn't talking very much so he left but <clears throat> before it started because I was just moderating it but there was two doctors one excellent excellent doctors Marnie Brooks she's wonderful actually she works in she is a little spitfire she like don't mess with her and she knows her stuff around cannabis really well uh, prescribes cannabis uh, or recommends cannabis, whatever you want to call it. And there's another doctor, really nice guy. He's a researcher, doesn't prescribe cannabis. <laughs> he's, you know, and he's the guy, you know, there's always the, you have to have both sides yeah, to the absolutely. argument. I don't mind his side yeah. of the argument. Uh, you know, there's no evidence. He goes off on the no evidence part, though. There's no evidence. Here's where the evidence is. This is what the Canadian family physicians people say and mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. And then he tried to say something like, uh, you know, you even have evidence that cannabis causes heart attacks. And I'm like, wow. oh, shit, here we go. What evidence? Is I'm like, that? show you yeah. there's no evidence. Come on. There's no evidence that cannabis that's causes a, a heart attack. Yeah, he, but, he, you know, that's what they do. They throw out claims. We, It's weird because we have to be the ones who are always defending <laughs> the evidence. <laughs> yeah. And they could just throw it. Oh, there's even evidence to say that there's a heart attack and stroke. Yeah, I read it. I read it one time. Yeah. I read one time. Yeah. yeah. I read one time. Like climate so I, I, and I was like, you show me yours. I'll show you mine. That's always the thing. And I start, I <laughs> pop <pressure>. off. <laughs> right. That's a, I start popping off. Like, so I like when people come at me with studies because I'm like, okay, so let's talk studies. So I start quoting study after study after study. 
And I listen, cannabis isn't for everybody. I, you mm -hmm. know, and cannabis isn't a benign medicine. You yeah. know, it does have its side effects. And, Especially and younger, I think. With that specifically too, yeah. younger people who are using cannabis under the age yeah. of 25, maybe 27, whatever it is, before frontal lobe development. Mm -hmm. Also, if you're using it every day, if you have cannabis use disorder, also no good. Mm -hmm. right. But I don't see anybody leaving nugs behind a bathroom in a bathroom like with, with you know. You don't even see him leave a dirty popper bottle, which is that's like a right. homemade not bomb. At, not at these fucking prices. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, so even those who have, I find even those who are addicted. I get addicted, when I drop a butt on the floor. Right. Even those who do have addiction, I find that, you know, the, the addiction between a cannabinoid and an opioid are totally different. Totally, Whether yeah. you're smoking it's joints old, all day. Though, right? you, know like, it's, no. you know what I tell people? I tell people that if feeling better and wanting to live my life is an addiction to cannabis, fuck, okay. Right. I mean, still, if it if it causes, you know, for an addiction to, ha you know, to be considered an addiction, it has to affect your daily life. Mm. And negatively, if it's negatively impacting your daily life, it's not good. You know, yeah. if you can't mm -hmm. go without having cannabis and if you do go without cannabis, you turn into a grumpy asshole and all this other business, then it's sick. <laughs> no, I know. But what I'm saying is that's still not good. No. You should still be able to function mm -hmm. as a decent human without having to use anything. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we all, everybody has pain, different degrees of pain, but we also recognize that, you know, the pain isn't us. It's just a factor of what's happened to us. And mm -hmm. so using that as a, using that as a starting point and not defining yourself. And I always come back to this, not defining yourself by your ailment helps you understand that you could still be a decent human outside of that. You know, I've had a lot of trauma in my life. Um, in every way, but you know, I still try to be a decent human. We've all mm -hmm. had that. You've had that. You've everyone has everybody, both physically, emotionally, but still, we're decent humans. You know, and then I look. Do you see your covering? Look, Luke, Lucas, what are you doing, yo? I'm changing the battery in the camera. Lucas, who is the recorder? I'm just throwing this out there so that you, everybody knows, you're gonna uh, hire. You need that's to. That's when he does a nice little fade and then it comes back oh is that it yeah oh i didn't know that's what was going on he's got to switch it all right okay so point being i think still even though cannabis addiction exists i'm still going to tell you that it's way safer to be addicted to cannabis than it is to an opioid now certainly both uh both i mean i don't know can i say that People, what do you think? I want to hear what people have to say. I, I maybe I shouldn't say that because addiction is bad no matter what. Well, no, but we're yeah. Note, I just want to quickly mention that we do have a call line, and it uh, it is a U.S. number. But if you can't call U.S., look us up on Skype, Lifestyle Radio, uh, or you can call one three two three seven nine five twenty four twenty. And who who uh, who is ever going to remember that number? Can you say it like a million times slower? Maybe put the voicey thing next to the camera. What's so the number? Can hear that? One three. Okay. One three two three seven nine five twenty four twenty. Or just look up Lifestyle Radio on Skype. All right. Cool. 
I put it in the chat to you. Okay. So, can we say that? I don't know. I don't know. What do you think, Lucas? I think I think a lot of the just anecdotal evidence that that I've seen throughout my life, I've I've seen uh, like just oxys ruin people, people that I knew from high school. Can, can you just come to a mic? I'm I'm on a mic. Oh, he's Lucas, just far away from he's my just computer. Far away from the computer. Yeah, yeah, I'm just yeah, yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry, Al. We will get this figured out. Um, yeah, just That's the okay. just the evidence that I've seen living in San Francisco for three years. I saw the the craziness. Like we were right beside a methadone clinic too. So like it's uh, the 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 bad end of the scale is really bad, and I've never seen that with cannabis. Like that's why I asked you what what what's the worst case, what it looks like, and if it's you're unmotivated and you're not like you, but you're not willing to do whatever it takes to get high off of weed. Like there are people that are there are people that literally though, like I, I don't there, know. There's, there's 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 a break there that people yeah. will go to another place for for opioids that right won't do for people opioids. will go to another they'll go yeah. they'll kill you. Yeah, that's what I mean. Mean, like the, they will kill you over five dollars. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, literally just, will. Yeah, that just happens. You know are we shootings happen in St. Louis over five dollars for heroin? You know, it's a interesting. Lot. I should have had my friend on here who's an addiction. She works in addictions at um one of the, you know, at Homewood, okay. and because uh, I wonder. I mean, I I see we see it all the time, but mm -hmm. I what I don't see, I don't see the inpatients, and I don't see mm -hmm. people literally doing anything they can with their. You know, I don't see anybody trying to kill somebody over five bucks to get a gram of cannabis. No, no. But am I wrong? Am I wrong when I say that? I don't, you got the world you get introduced to in that too is like, your now cannabis is legal, but before your weed dealer versus your heroin dealer. Yeah, they've always so been example separate. from university in the U.S. A centerman from our football team got executed in the parking lot over twenty dollars worth of crack. Uh, at university in the uh, parking and lot. Actually, you know, it's funny. And he was, he was addicted to crack and he played football. And he was on a scholarship, but he didn't have the money. They killed him in the parking lot of the university, yeah. right in the back of the head. Like uh, a good example of it too is that- I can't most, hear you. Most, oh, sorry. I can't even hear you. You're sitting in front <laughs> a good, of me. A good example is like most, most weed dealers that I've ever known have never sold anything other than you know, weed or, or they have Ecstasy, some kind of psych though. psychedelics. No, right, no, psychedelics. but it's usually mushrooms or DMT. They'll never right. go to that other side of the, the coke or what whatever. What they consider hard line drugs. Yeah, so yeah, what yeah. you're saying is there's a, an it's ethical- a lifestyle difference. There's yeah, a definitely a lifestyle. Well, heroin, you're getting that from who? It's coming from Mexico or the Middle East. The people that bring that here are hardened criminals. Yeah, they're gangsters. Some hippie could be growing your weed in the backyard and just be like, take it all. I don't care. It just happens to find shrooms somewhere. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? A heroin dealer is going to protect his $250,000 worth of smack because if he doesn't have that, he knows his whole family's done. Right. That's it's a good point. a whole it different escalate of violence. Too. It breeds a whole industry of bad shit that happens that I don't it's, see with weed the same it's way. It thrives on violence. Yeah. That whole industry does. It's about fear, extortion, and violence. Right. In, right. I mean, I guess I agree with that. But then I look at places like Murder Mountain. I look at... I look at so if you look... And again, that's the U.S. because laws there for penalties on cannabis are way stricter. Mm -hmm. So you're going to be a lot more protective of what you do. And I know from being in school down there, if you're a dealer, you're usually a dealer. You don't just sell cannabis. You're selling it all. You're selling it all because your penalty is the same yeah. in most states. Right. So you, which but is that's fucked change up. Now. That is changing. Yeah. But yeah, if on the most point, if you needed anything from that guy, he'd, he'd do it. Right. I mean, that makes sense. 
Which is one of the reasons why, um, you know, when they talk about cannabis as a gateway drug, right? So the myth of the gateway drug, cannabis itself, I think that's been debunked over multiple mm-hmm. years. I think it helps. I think alcohol is way more. Well, it's definitely, an, it's definitely an exit drug. Yeah. But mm-hmm. if we talk about cannabis as a gateway drug, because that's what, you know, I'll tell you in the medical literature and in the just general public, I know yeah. when we talk to ourselves, we don't see <laughs> cannabis as a gateway drug. Mm-hmm. But when you talk to somebody in the general public oh, yeah. or you talk to a parent My or you mom. talk to God, yeah. right, yeah. The, mm-hmm. the person that grew up with that confirmation mm-hmm. bias of the of uh, reefer madness, yeah. they certainly believe that cannabis is a gateway oh, yeah, drug. Works. Yes, totally um, which I'll which I'll talk about why I'll, I'll show you how it was debunked. Well, first, you can read the uh, Diane Riley. If you want to read anything, read. There's a really good article on the state of drugs in Canada. It was basically an apology to, to you know, not only to the to the people of Canada, but also to the the Asian population during the Asian race riots of the early 1900s. Here, in 1996, Diane Riley did her thesis on. Um, on on state of drugs and cannabis in particular for the parliament of canada it's it's uh for the honorable pierre nolan you can read it on the parliament of canada canada's website i don't know if they've taken it down but the last time i saw it oh maybe a year and a half ago is there a question there just to re- if you feel like responding to people just hold it in your hand and respond to people as long as they can still see us you know what i mean so um Here's the question. So here's the problem when it comes to cannabis as a gateway drug. Just hold it up so that yeah. we can still see. So cannabis is a gateway drug. Um, if we look, the way that these the studies were done, if you look at, there's two populations. When we study something, you have to study the population that you're trying to study. So the question then becomes, if uh, who's your, who are you selecting? If you look at the general population, uh, every gen- most societies have about a 4% hardline drug use in, in most societies. So if you look at the society, and, but most societies also have a 40% cannabis use, right? right? Yeah. Uh, some actually just as of recent, that article last week that said 80% of Canadians turning to cannabis for health and wellness. So if I look at the 4% of the population who are using hardline drugs, what do you mm. think the percentage of them who are using cannabis? Oh, not high. Like on a regular basis? The, of the hardline drug yeah, users yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that are that have that are using cannabis on a regular basis. Yeah, it's high. It's not high. It's very it's, high. It's really high. Yeah, four well, percent of the po- Yes, four yes. percent of heart of the population. No, no, of them, you're asking. Correct. You're saying that percentage is high? Yes, that percentage okay. is very high. Over ninety okay. percent oh, really? of people who use hardline drugs use cannabis. Okay. That's that's what they do. I think that number is influenced by how many people just actually use cannabis. Correct. So just listen to my argument, (laughs) y'all backwards, people. But now let's flip that script. Mm. Let's look at the 40% of the population who uses cannabis. What percentage of them are using hardline drugs? Very low. Less than 4% because 4% of the whole population, right. Yeah. So if I was looking, so if I was to do a study... I wouldn't look at the hardline drug users who are using cannabis. I'd look at the cannabis users who are using hardline drugs because that's what I really want to know. Because, yep. of course, hardline drug users, for the most part, are using all drugs. But yeah, they, they're going to yeah. say they're going to everything. Right. And they're using time, cannabis. Right? So the studies that have been done, they're usually looking at hardline drug users who also use cannabis. Because that's going to fit the argument. That they want, right. right. So what they're doing, they can inf- 
make an inference from that saying, well, look at all the hardline drug users. They're all using cannabis. Therefore, cannabis is a gateway drug. But if we now look at the whole population of cannabis users mm -hmm. and look at them who are using hardline drugs, you're going to find that it's less than three per four percent, which is nothing—a very, very tiny, small so it's amount. Lower than the average of. The, well, no, it's general. just the average general population—a very small amount. Yeah. Most people who use cannabis don't go to hardline drugs. Yeah. No. Otherwise, we'd have a whole world full of drug users. <laughs> Otherwise, eighty percent. Right, eighty percent of our right. So we call that in 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 research we call that mm -hmm. selection bias. Yeah. yeah. So the selection bias for the studies that have shown that cannabis is a gateway drug are looking at the wrong population. They're mm -hmm. looking at a population of hardline drug users, and most of them are using hardline drugs. Yeah. What you want to see is the conversion of people who are cannabis users using hardline drugs. You have to look at the cannabis users. Yeah. And for that, you're going to find less than a 4% population who turn to hardline drugs. Therefore, cannabis is not a gateway drug to hardline drug use. I would like is to that see that. Is that what they say about alcohol now? I was going to... Okay, but hold on. We got a call. Let's take the call. Okay, fine. Let's take the call. Take the call. Take the call. All right. Well, we missed it. You missed it? Yeah, we missed it. So why don't you pick it up and just say hello? All right. Oh, hello. First time caller, long time listener, I hope. Yes. cannabis to aid in the withdrawal of like a harder drug? That's a great question. Um, actually, so by the way, hi, you're speaking to me. Hi. Mm -hmm. um, that's a great question. So actually one of my, one of the areas that I focus mostly on and Tyler, you can talk to that as well. The question is how do we use cannabis to, um, to help people off of hardline drugs? Mm -hmm. The area that I focus mostly on is around opioids or narcotic use. And one of the main reasons why cannabis works and is helpful, by the way, I'm just about to publish a study on 1,200 patients on that. We finished out a collection. Be surprised, 85% have been able to decrease their opioid use because of cannabis or with the help of cannabis. Mm -hmm. um, cannabis cannabinoids, the active ingredient inside the plant, actually interact with same of the, some of the same receptors that, uh, that those hardline drugs interact with and therefore can take the place of those and thereby enable them to decrease the amount of hardline drug that they're using at the time. The way to do that is, of course, is to decrease very slowly over time. You cannot just stop somebody who's using, and this isn't, of course, I just don't want to say this is medical, not medical advice, by the way. Um, yeah. But what you don't want to do is stop somebody cold turkey off of uh, off of a narcotic because if you do, they'll go through yeah. they'll go through severe withdrawal. You can't decrease more than ten percent per week, actually. So it's a very very small amount, uh, and then you can slowly start in interchanging. For example, if they're using long acting narcotics, mm -hmm. they can start using an oil or an ingestible cannabis instead of that because ingestible cannabis is long acting. If they're using a short acting narcotic, something like a Percocet or a hydromorphone that's not long acting, then what you do is you have them vape during that time because vaping is short acting. So eventually I start to okay. interchange both of them. Cool. Yeah, that's okay, awesome. That yeah, cool. Thanks for call. Thank you for the call. Thank, Thank you. you. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. Yeah, yeah, so so um, 
I'll tell you actually the the what you got something to say. No, I was gonna. I, I didn't know that they interacted with the same uh, similar set. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but just not to the same degree. But they still hit that. that no, they'll work to the same degree. Okay. Oh so yeah. Does that help mitigate some of the withdrawal effects then, like the physical withdrawal effects? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, certainly it does. So opioids bind to basically four major, five major receptors. Okay. Four of them are all related to a delta receptor. There's D1, 2, 3, 4. And then there's a mu receptor. A mu? Mu, it's called mu. Yeah, okay. Like, a, I don't know, you can draw it. And then <laughs> it's another receptor. But then yeah, there's also, <laughs> but then there are also dopamine, for example, you know, also uh, affects a whole bunch of different receptors mm -hmm. and affects GABA, which is this one in your brain that causes the hyperactivity if you don't have enough dopamine. Okay. Um, and cannabinoids interact with most of them, except they spare the ones that cause significant addiction. Okay. It's so crazy. It's crazy <laughs> that we have a plant that does that, right? Wow. Which is mostly around, they all affect it in different ways, but the D1 receptor may be responsible for that. It's all in the basic literature. So it's kind of cool that that it, happens. It really does feel mm -hmm. like the more you learn about it, the more that it's like, it's a really a gift. This that, like, plant so is much, certainly a gift. Know, like, now, 100%. of course, anything can be abused. Course, so we have to yeah. be careful. We can't just say, you know, cannabis is going to cure the world, which can, it could can, if we eventually. Dude, you can die of drinking too much water. That's right. So here's <laughs> yep. the thing, though, about cannabis. Yeah. You know, can it, like the plant itself is not just one medicine, right? There's a hundred and different over a hundred different cannabinoids, mm -hmm. right? There's how many terpenes? Twenty-five different possible terpenes in there within within the plant. Within yeah, the plant, yeah, yeah. The most terpene-rich plant. Yeah, in the world. and then there's you know flavin. All these things have have their own medicinal properties. So cannabis, in essence, really is a whole bunch of different medicines clumped together. So mm -hmm. what we do need to do is start pulling away uh, the different ones and trying to evaluate them on their own, and then putting them all back together. But we have hundreds of years left of studying this plant that we sort of ignored from a Western medicine perspective for the last, you know, couple hundred years. You know, yesterday, it's interesting, this guy also started showing uh, um, photos of the, you know, early 1950s when there was a lot of uh, propaganda or a lot of like marketing for like cigarettes and all these oh, like yeah. snake oils, you know, and he shows, you know, he's showing cannabis, you know, this one tincture for cough or sleep, which was had cannabis in it right next to the one that says, you know, take cocaine for, for, you know, whatever yeah. it is, you know, and he said, you know, things change and we no longer use cocaine for anything. And look, we still have this cannabis thing. And I was just, I just want to tell him up till like two years ago, I still use cocaine in the emergency department to stop nosebleeds. We use 4% liquid lidocaine, like really? pure, lidocaine, pure, pure, sorry, cocaine. Like, can I get the cocaine? Uh, four percent pure cocaine is how we stop nosebleeds, and it's taken from the coca plant. Yeah, yeah, pure cocaine. Really? It's synthetic. It's synthetic. It's synthetic, okay. but it's still cocaine. It's still cocaine. Huh. It's liquid because it's great at vasoconstriction. <laughs> it's eight ball. We, we now have other things, but like yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to ask for the cocaine, and it's liquid. <laughs> and I'd stick liquid cocaine in people's That's nose. Four percent. Plug their nose and eventually stop, like it would ca cauterize, and then I can go in and cauterize it, and it would also numb them. Lidocaine, like all these things. Mm. Like, I might have had that done when I was a little. I had those things stuck up my nose that seals it. Yeah, I, the, I do that too. I was born yeah. with a deviated septum. Yeah, what's up? I okay. I got my put the speaker up so people can hear. Like turn it a little bit; it'll and stay. I jokingly, I jokingly said yeah. to when they were doing their thing before he knocked me out he wanted to spray something in my nose i said hey what's that he said cocaine yes and he wasn't kidding no he wasn't kidding <laughs> he could have been spraying lidocaine um how long ago was it 
seven, so you know, about thirty years ago. Can you speak right into your mic or whatever you're speaking to? I can hear you moving away. I'm right here, buddy. Oh, now you're right there, buddy. <laughs> we know when you're not right there. We can mm. tell. Yeah, it was. Uh, you were 27, so you're going back some years. That was probably specifically yeah. cocaine that they were using. Wow. That's wow. What, that's what we used to. It was fucking around. No, that's what we used to use. For sure. Wow. For sure it was. Hey. Something today, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. What what is what look look at Lucas Lucas again everything perfect is you Let know do his thing he's got his own thing I feel like we should take a picture of this setup <laughs> you take a picture of his setup so we can put it like our uh, our <laughs> look, look at our, our our techie here our techie it's kind of hodgepodge together yeah you know? <laughs> great I think it looks great I love it yeah so cannabis for uh for opioid substitution seems to be helpful i mean there's you know something he did say where we do agree and of course we need both sides of the argument but where i do agree with him uh you know do we have the randomized control trials for all of this opioid reduction stuff we don't but what i have are thousands of patients who will tell you what's yeah. happening to and, them. And the only yep. reason why the studies don't exist is because for the longest time we couldn't do them. We couldn't, they're just yeah. too expensive yeah. to do. Mm -hmm. We could do them, they're too expensive and nobody wanted to do them. Well, nobody's gonna fund it because Who? all the, yeah, exactly. Who's right? gonna fund a plant because that they the can't? the pharmaceutical industry funds a lot of the That's research, right? right? So all of the research. Well, there you go. <laughs> and it's gonna start crumbling down their, that's why they all buy LPs. That's true. The pharmaceutical, but they Is haven't figured the, the, the pharmaceutical yeah. world hasn't figured out how to get into the cannabis world. That's Purdue where, owns our uh, emblem. Yeah, no, I know. Like, there's there's, a, there's just a, like, a lot. A Swiss pharmaceutical company owns Tilray. Uh no. They do. Look no, it up. It, they don't own them. They've partnered with them. I know because I okay. consult for them. Okay. So, um, they but they they're not owned by them. Um. You can. That you, makes sense, I'm gonna though. look it up because someone told me that, and I looked it up, and I found that it was a Swiss no, they have pharmaceutical a company. It is, but it's a partnership. It's not an ownership. Okay. Uh, they anyway. Okay, so you can. Yeah, yeah. I, and when when you're done telling me who it is, I'll tell you who it is. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. Anyway, I'm just reading. That's all. Okay. But I, so I would like more instead of instead of just push back on just the weed thing and not being a gateway drug. I think there should be a little bit of a push to can't you know, hear you again. That, sorry. That uh, I think Ooh. there should be a push that uh, that alcohol should be really that looked at as that gateway drug because it is for so many people. I've seen like how many people that do blow get drunk first. Yeah, everybody. Everybody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was going to talk There's about that earlier about alcohol gateway drug. I'd like to see that statistic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, just on the base it. of going to a bar, no one comes in saying, "Hey, let's go and uh, let's do rails off the uh, on the bathroom." Yeah. Three a.m. Everybody's in the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. So, hey, I mean, buddy, you I got a key? The guy sitting in the booth next to you. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, yeah. yeah, it's bad. Cocaine has made a huge comeback. Yeah, it has in uh, the last like four with or five these millennials. Years. Yeah, no, stay away from that crap. It's terrible. Crack is whack. <laughs> it is. Whitney no, Houston said it first. Thing, yeah. I think the biggest thing now is Adderall. It's like how, how it's still common. There? Adderall it's, was. Dude, it's so common. Adderall's been around it's, for a long But people like really do abuse it now. The entirety it's, of Silicon Valley. Really? Yeah, All in, of my friends. In the States, in Riddler college, man, it's, yeah, the guys Adderall. that don't want to escalate to cocaine escalate to Adderall. Because it's, it's like kind of similar. Thing. Well, they, they started in college, and as soon as they go to the tech companies, they have insane like hours. With the hours, and we, we got to ship. It doesn't matter what it takes. You got to fucking get this done, and, and don't stop till you get it done. 
Well, yeah, that's what they're going to turn to. It's the yeah. only way to do it's, it. Yeah, you can them, study yeah. for 12 hours straight, not even blink an eye. Did you take Ritalin? I took Adderall in college, yes. Not Ritalin. I hate Ritalin. Is I did that it as a like kid. Two years? I was on Ritalin from five until 16. Oh, Al, you're back. You can hear as he's walking towards the <laughs> it's computer. It's Bluetooth. Moved, yes, he didn't move. It's Bluetooth. You think sucks. so? Yeah. Yeah. Hardwire, it would be like him sitting right there. Yeah. I mean, Ridlin is, uh, I think there's a time and a place. There are a lot of mm. people that do need it. So Ridlin is a dopamine um, uh, reuptake inhibitor. Mm. What that means is people that have ADHD don't have enough dopamine. Yeah. And so to keep dopamine around, you need exogenous or outside of your body dopamine. Yeah. What I see in Silicon Valley though is just like sedentary lifestyle, shitty eating, and they just yeah. and they balance go exercise. It out with, they balance it out with Adderall instead of exercise, yeah. right? That's what I see. Yeah, I whenever mean, I would take that stuff, I would not eat Adderall. Like if I was taking right. Adderall, I wouldn't eat for days. Don't eat, don't sleep. Adderall made me really aggressive. Yeah, I was very mm. thin until I was. Nah, come on, Al. <laughs> yeah, lies. Yeah, okay. I was six years old. <laughs> Really? Over, to over 200 by the time I was 18. Oh, wow. Holy. Yeah, well, I was working, I was driving a truck. And, you know, I was Each wife, I gained work. another 20 pounds. Gained 20 pounds last couple years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you gained some weight yourself. You're going to the gym? Put on muscle, yeah. It looks like I it. actually what are you, lost weight. What are you taking? A little, uh, no little creatine, supplementation? No creatine, 100% natural. <laughs> Did I say creatine? I'm not. I didn't say I took say creatine it. in college. There's nothing so wrong with creatine. No. When What's I was in college, creatine? I took this. Stuff, we all but, need creatine. Uh, the only problem is our body only uses so much of it, and the rest we're going to waste. Right. Mm. For every gram of creatine, you 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 actually yeah, like uh, retain four grams of water. So, like, really, what it does is you look bloated because of the water. Yeah, retention. I don't take creatine at all. What about I hate like creatine. testosterone? Is a supplement? Is that a yeah? Do you take testosterone? I, the only thing I do. Ah! <laughs> I don't take anything. I don't take anything. BCAAs, like maybe once or twice a week. BCAAs. You should, you should take. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with BCAAs. I eat. That's why those are like amino chains, amino acids. All that crap I need in my body, I eat it. First thing I do right when I finish at the gym, I go right to Metro. I get a 30 gram protein shake that's all fruit. And then I get a big tray of veggies. 75 grams of carbohydrates. <laughs> yeah, there's carbs in it. But you need carbs after a workout. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I do that. And then I eat a full veggie tray. The 699 veggie trays. It's right after a workout every time. Really? That's, what I, That's good. What I do. You know, veggies are good. Veggies and a good You need your carbs shake. before your workout. You need your protein after your workout. So what I do before my workout, when I get home from here, I don't eat all day. I eat about 2,000 calories and then go to the gym. Why don't you eat? Busy. Because you're working? Yeah, working my butt off. Aw. Tyler, you're such a good lunch. worker. I don't such a nice lunch. guy. You work so hard. I think that is becoming so much more common now, the fast To actually work? <laughs> no, no, that's, that's becoming less, less common, man. Going, oh, there ain't down. nobody that wants to that, work anymore. That I agree with People you. be telling me, like, they're like, no, I thought today coming to work was optional. Like, who <laughs> does that? Who, like, who, who's like, 
I thought today was off. What do you mean today was optional? Today's not optional. Today I'm going to optionally show up to work. No. Is that a millennial thing? Like, what? I don't uh, understand. If it is, it, I don't know about it. Yeah. yeah. We keep you from away from those regular millennials. Yeah. I think it's no, a city I, millennial yeah. kid thing because small town millennials are not the same. No. They're still not the same. No, because yeah. they still got beat by their parents. Yeah. 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 And I mean, there's, <laughs> yeah. there's still, there's still like a, yeah, you have to answer for, you have to be more responsible for it. I'll tell you something really millennial. screwed up about my child. Childhood once. All right. Why do you have two phones? Oh, work. Work phone. Gotcha. gotcha. Um, my dad pinned me down, spit in my mouth. That's disgusting. <laughs> I don't know if it was an accident or not, but he did that, and I'll never forget it. That's what happens in small. Pop spit mad at me, and I had my. I think I had my mouth open, and he had it happened. But he pinned me down. Oh, he's just like yelling. Dude, at my you don't mouth. want to say he. We're gonna. He's gonna. What? My dad won't hear that. My dad. Fuck, are you kidding me? That's crazy. <laughs> Hold on a second. It's Your a pop crazy. literally sat you down. He pinned me down. But it wasn't on purpose. He spit. I don't your, think no, it was you just remember purpose. that. He was probably yelling at you. Yeah, yeah and my yeah. mouth was open, but spit got right in there like a loogie or I'm something. I'll never, ever forget it. I'll never, ever forget it. I think it was when I. I think I. I did a lot of screwed up shit as a kid. Yeah, like what? Do you want to hear the one of the worst things I did? Uh, I was we got you now. As a you asked cause, the question. I almost got banned from Instagram for commenting this the other day. As long as it wasn't racist. It's not racist. It's a little violent towards a uh, national animal. <laughs> we have a national <laughs> animal? Beaver? Canadian geese. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, they you're were, so angry. So yeah, uh, when I was in about grade six, I didn't live far from a graveyard, and they were tormenting people around this pond around graves. I made my own flamethrower and I burned them and then threw their eggs in the pond. Oh, that's fucked up. Though. That is wrong, dude. I they like bugging all right the people. Now. All the people going to the grave. No, you don't want to say that. It was. They like told me to say it. I'm no, not there was no. Of it. You don't want to say that. I'm not ashamed you, of it. I did. You that. should be. You should be ashamed of that. <laughs> not. They were terrible. No, but why flamethrower? Why didn't you just like, oops, kill it with a? Because like, I'm in grade six. What's a deadly weapon I can make with gas, a water gun, and a candle? You're in grade six. Did you kill animals when you were young? Kill animals when I was young? Not really. Oh, well, I mean, not I really. Did, I did. You know, people found, who killed animals are more likely to become killers. Animals. There's one. Yeah, sociopaths. <laughs> I played road hockey like, with like, a dead bird. Hold on. Lit it on fire. <laughs> oh my God, you lit animals on fire. No, this is not funny. Uh, I'm going to form you and like put you in jail. Put me in jail. That's I also like got expelled from school for lighting a kid's hair on fire. Like, oh, I had a dude. problem. <laughs> You're hitting all the marks. Oh, you had a problem. I had a problem as a child. Ritalin fucked me up. Has it changed your life? Has your life changed now? Do you, are you I do peaceful, anything bad? Are you a peaceful human? Do I do anything bad? <laughs> are you a peaceful human? I sit in my garden all day. Okay. Go, so I'm going to say then you've made a change. We'll say that was went, you before you. Okay, so but I you went should from, say you're ashamed of, this, of burning right? animals. It was yeah. tormenting old people right? going to visit yeah. their loved ones at their graves. Okay, but tormenting. People. Oh, I get the tormenting but there's part. Better but there's better ways of dealing with. You call animals have used a cross, or something. Yeah, animal control even a, won't do anything to a national a, animal. They won't a, fucking touch it. Even a crossbow is better than I lit a thing and torched people to yeah. death. There's <laughs> only thing I could think of, man. There, You're in grade six. I never killed a single animal in my. I like though. I brought them in my house. Mm. I saved animals too, but I killed tons of them. Oh my, my god, dog. what are we talking? Can we move on? No, I don't want to hear about this stuff. Oh, fine. No, this is okay, but hold on. First, hold on, let me say this. Al, though. I'm as not finished. A peaceful I'm not person, finished with, with Tyler eight, yet. So I went from in elementary school, middle school, all that, expelled. My last year of grade, I was suspended, I think, 36 times. <laughs> I went into high school, not one suspension. Nothing happened. I got off of Ritalin. 
yeah. starts smoking pot. Yeah, Ridlin mm. makes you aggressive. Yeah, I was an aggressive yeah. ass kid. That makes now sense. It's, it's just crazy uh, yeah. to me, like how how common so, it is to prescribe it to kids in the states, though. It's, yeah, it's high, dude. But the the question is, why does why why is for first I want to finish this Tyler thing just because you know <laughs> I'm like a peaceful normal person. Come on. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> like I, I agree with no, but I know you as this peaceful person. Take so me as a kid, what, right? So as a kid, like <laughs> Ritalin, yeah. burning animals is not a good thing. People don't burn no. animals. I used to run kids through the boards in hockey too. Really? Hurt oh, so you, that's how I got it. Ridlin too, yeah. is Ridlin does that. Ridlin. Riddling makes you super aggressive. It can, it can, it can do that. Um, it's like speed for people who are normal and don't have ADHD issues. I was told I had ADHD. Um, diagnosed with it. But it also like it hits, you know, your mesolimbic area of your brain and that can turn you into like a wild animal. What is that? Yeah. So what like it? it's like it's going to, it, it forms like memories and stuff, but it make, can uh, also make you some aggressive. Amazing yeah. stories from my childhood. Should I be worried? Should we be worried about any effects from that? I mean, I was on it for you know, five till 16 and then again for two years as an adult. No, I well, think, like, I mean, I certainly, you know, your what it does is rev up your metabolism because it basically think of cocaine and speed. Yeah. Basically, that's what it is, right? Yeah. And uh, and so any of those things, what they all do is they put you into fight or flight mode. Mm -hmm. They pump up your blood pressure, probably you know hastening atherosclerotic plaques. Um, also, you know your metabolism revs right up. Everything is on heightened peak, and then all of a sudden, when you stop taking it, everything shuts right down. Your body's like. I'm not in fight or flight anymore. I can get, to, I can serve energy. It takes me a lot now to, it takes one a lot to get their heart rate up and all that mm. stuff. So you end up gaining a whole ton of weight and your metabolism shuts right off. Which is, mm. what, which is what happened to me. I used to get an instant breakfast with a raw egg every morning with my pills because I didn't eat all day until I got home. Right. And then when I went, when I went off the Redolin and the Dextrin, I ballooned up literally to over 200 pounds in two years. You have to be careful. Yeah, you certainly have to be careful about uh, coming off of them, specifically around diet and exercise. Mm -hmm. We didn't know that back then. No. Well, I mean, we, we, I mean, those who are studying physiology knew that, but the doctors never told you that. They never told... I actually was on... I, I took Ridlin too for most of my life. Right. Um, yeah. Yep. And, uh, and, you know, till I was done really medicine. Mm -hmm. And... Um, and nobody to, I mean, for me, I knew because I had a background in physiology, but mm -hmm. you have to, uh, you have to really watch your nutrition and your mm -hmm. exercise because basically taking Ritalin is like exercising without exercising, right? Your body is in that heightened metabolism all the time. And as mm -hmm. soon as you stop taking it, your, your, you know, your appetite comes tank. back, your metabolism shuts right down and you have to go exercise to get those things done. Mm-hmm. So I'd be very, you know, you got to be careful. Also, I mean, there's so many other side effects to these things. Like, look what happened to Tyler. He was killing things until he got <laughs> off of it. I mean, that is nuts. I also Being just matured, I think. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I was, was never mature. I think this year I matured. I'm I had, 40 I used, and I never killed animals. I still do, but I have a huge problem with authority. Yeah, I had and no as idea. A kid, I had a really bad. So any teacher, when you're a kid, they treat you like shit. When you get to high school, they somewhat treat you like. Tyler's adult. the best employee, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so like, yeah, in high school, I got somewhat treated like an adult, so I didn't get in trouble. I mm. was in middle school. I one time I got suspended for taking all the textbooks and hucking them at the teacher. 
Jesus. <laughs> I got expelled for flipping my principal's desk and throwing her chair Right, at so her. the question yeah. is, how does That's cannabis crazy. help you with ADHD? <laughs> there is a little bit of evidence that's in my phone that I could show you, but I can't get my, to my phone right now. There is a little bit of evidence suggesting that, you know, because uh, cannabinoids, THC in particular, uh, well, both THC and, and what's WebMD? And they just make stuff up, up on that. WebMD is the LP. I, I, no, that's WeedMD, not WebMD. Oh, that online. says WeedMD up there. Said, did it? Yeah. thought it said Web. WeedMD. They got, oh. yeah, no, because they're partners. Oh, okay. So, um, what is the, sorry, that was totally like squirrel moment, eh? I saw something in the squirrel. Shiny. The squirrel came. So uh, what is, how is it that, you know, cannabis can affect people with ADHD? Uh, good question, Ira. I'm glad I can answer it. Okay. So, um, you know, part the part of the brain that, that deals with the ADHD is ADHD and the, uh, and uh, all the, you know, the hyperactivity is around the, uh, around a part of your brain that requires GABA. Um, which is a neurotrans like which is a neurotransmitter in your brain. It's actually like, a, um, like a uh, not a neurotransmitter. It's a because uh, for me it does definitely a, serve the same. It's a receptor. Purpose. Sorry, yeah. receptor. Mm -hmm. Blah. I could took me a while to, <laughs> to to say the word receptor. So it's a receptor, and different chemicals interact with it. For example, mm -hmm. dopamine. Mm -hmm. uh, normally, it's turned on, and when dopamine attaches to it, it turns off, and it, then it affects whatever it needs to affect. Mm -hmm. One of those things is attention, and another mm -hmm. thing is act hyperactivity. Mm -hmm. Cannabinoids interact with GABA in a very similar way. Mm. Sure, we don't have randomized control trials on it, but in in more murine, murine, which are rat models, okay. in animal models, and also in basic science in the literature, we have an interact an interaction there that mm -hmm. helps in the same yeah. way that ADHD does. It definitely works, or the same you. way that dopamine does. Yeah, definitely. started paying now, a lot more attention in class. So I, I mean, it, there is that's when it comes to mental health. That's one of the only things that I will attempt. The harm around it is. Excuse me. Sorry, that Bless was you. the. Uh, Good one. Bless you. Um, sorry, that was a sneeze. Um, that is a, there. <laughs> there, there is some evidence around its use. So, um, I'll use it for things like PTSD and ADHD. Mm. Those are the only two that I'll. And when it comes to mental health, that I'll uh, How entertain. How does it help with PTSD? So PTSD, actually, there's some really good evidence. Great question, Lucas. Feel <laughs> you're, free you're to welcome, call man. in. Um, Night terrors, man. P yeah, PTSD, there's two effects. There's Well, there's more than two effects mm -hmm. of it. Yeah, we heard that too there, by the way. Al. Al. You need to, like, r run away when you make noise. Noise? <laughs> we heard your, like, little cough. I'm not allowed to cough, says the doctor. No coughing. No coughing. Mm -mm. So... Uh, in PTSD, one of the there's two major things. We have um, fear-based emotion, and we are which produce memories, fear-based memories, yeah. uh, and also the mesolimbic system okay. that produces our memories and fear. These fear-based memories, mm -hmm. THC helps to decrease the uh, that that um, the storage of those fear-based memories. Mm. Also, it most of our dreaming when we have night terrors happens in the phase of sleep called the REM, uh, REM sleep. THC can decrease REM sleep uh, okay. so that you don't produce those night terrors. But helps decrease. Thing, though, night so REM sleep is important. Night yeah. terrors are bad. So you don't get night terrors if you don't have a lot of REM sleep because right. you don't dream as much. Can you but get you like a can full you can because you can increase the other stages of sleep and CBD helps increase the other stages of sleep. Huh. 
Okay. Interesting, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but so, but you don't need to be in REM sleep. Yeah, I mean, we do need REM sleep, but we're talking people that don't want to be in REM sleep because it's worse because than, that's worse than being in deep uh -huh. in a deep sleep. What's REM sleep is a very minimal, superficial sleep. That's where you have all your dreams. You know, when you're driving home and you're you like fall asleep when you're driving. Kind of, yeah. I don't know that feeling. No, Good I know the you. feeling like. When you wake up and you fall asleep and you're asleep for like 15 minutes, but it feels like 15 hours, but and you have a crazy dream. Have you ever? For me, it's like five minutes, and I have like a dream that I felt like took 10 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What was I, that movie? Was it Inception? Inception. Yeah, yeah. What a cool movie. Have you guys felt Very that before, cool where you like you you wake up from a dream and you you feel like you're still in it, fall back asleep, but you can kind of modify it a little bit, like just push lucid dreaming. Dream. Yeah, basically. yeah. I want to get back to dreams sometimes. It's like, only happened back once, there, but like I, it was crazy. I've read some books on lucid dreaming apparently if you when you realize in your dream to make it like that you're fully aware if you spin around and then grab onto something because you you'll realize yourself? that you're what? in control you're, mm -hmm. you're in control of everything how are you going to turn around in a dream are you nuts <laughs> no, seriously I, I he's watching too read, much inception no, no, read yeah. about lucid dreaming okay read about it yeah i'm in i've my had dreams. it happen like two times one time i thought i was reborn into the matrix and a bunch of people were chasing <laughs> okay, dude. me, but no, I was jumping thirty thousand feet in the air and knowing that I were. could do it. Yeah, and I knew that I was asleep dreaming. Yeah, but all these kind of fucking the people feeling, were trying right, to get yeah. me. It was weird. <laughs> I, I like burrowed dude. into a tree and stuff. It was yeah, cool. I burrowed into it was a tree. Really cool. Yeah, man, no. that was a dream where I was awake in my dream, dude. No, seriously, yeah. seriously. Hi, and the definition. I wasn't of high because I, if I smoked a bunch of THC, I wouldn't have had that dream. That's yeah, good I was point. not high, but you're definitely have a lucid dream. So now we got a guy that killed animals when he was young, <laughs> and he jumps thirty thousand feet and burrows himself into. He's normal. Yeah, yeah we're gonna um, need a people. He does not work <laughs> at our clinic. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, lucid dreams. Yeah. If you actually have experienced one, you probably know what I'm talking about. To realize you're dreaming when you're dreaming is, is a, crazy a very thing, yeah. crazy feeling. Yeah. yeah. You know, I once had a dream similar. I had a dream like that once. Um, it freaked me out. Mm -hmm. I happened to be in the Middle East at the time because yeah, that's where all these dreams, you know, it's weird when you start here in that yeah. place. And But I was like hopping sand. from like, it was weird. I was on like the edge of a mountain. And uh, I was, it was like, uh, like Frogger, <laughs> you know, you had to jump onto <laughs> yeah, yeah, these yeah. little cubes. And if you missed the cube, you'd go into like the abyss, know, into like that, go, but you just yeah. get like zapped. Okay. So I kept, oh. But I knew I was kind of awake in it. Yeah, anyway, yeah. that was the dream. Cool okay. dream. Yeah. I mean, dreams, I, I don't really believe that dreams have much meaning anymore. Hmm. I think there was a time when dreams did. Mm -hmm. I don't yeah. think, you know, I think we don't spend much time thinking daydreaming and doing all those things yeah. anymore, right? Like we're, that's a, it's an interesting thing that I've heard more and more people talk about. All right, we, we're not bored anymore. Right. And we need to be, right. you know, just for our own creative minds to expand. Like, yeah, yeah. we have this. Oh, everything's drag, available. Everything's time. available to distract us from actually having genuine thoughts. Yeah. 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 You know, at one point we started talking about opioids and now we're talking about <laughs> lucid dreaming. It's, it's a natural transition. It's, it's amazing. Everything. Yeah, no, I, I think maybe at one time dreams had meaning. Mm -hmm. I think when we gave meaning to them, mm -hmm. you know, like 2000 years ago. When we didn't, there still are a lot of psychologists that believe dreams mean a lot. Yeah, I think lot. it's a lot of, I don't know. I think the subconscious is real, of course, yeah. but what the meaning of dreams 
I don't know. I think uh, I think that's old science. Yeah. What about the one you lose all your teeth? You wake up, you feel like you have no okay. teeth, and you think you're getting money. So here's all that so stuff. interesting. <laughs> yeah, you're you're coming up with Jewish dreams now. I know that one. I had that one all. the time. I was time. gonna tell you. So here's an interesting thing. So you know, because I come from like that that background within Judaism, Judaism, where we we study like we study all this mystical stuff. Yeah. One of the only dreams they say that has any meaning is yeah. when your teeth are involved. What? Yeah, weird, eh? Weird, because that's one of the that? oldest forms of psychology and um, dreams is that right there. Is teeth? I don't know. Yeah, was, yeah I've yeah. heard that well, one you're too. you're talking about what? Ancient Israelites? I don't know. Maybe, man. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> the ancient Israelites had something going on. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, anyway. They were lucid dreaming all the time. <laughs> yeah. They're all, yeah, hey, listen. They were anointing themselves with oil. The, the cannabis bush, oil. All, yeah, yeah, burning bush. It could have been a head injury. Could have been a dream. I think in that movie, it was a head injury. Like I think a like there was a movie about Moses or wasn't, something. Wasn't the Bernie I think it's the Simpsons. Yeah. Oh, what's it? <laughs> <laughs> when they reenact everything. Yeah, am I missing something? Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was a head injury and he had a concussion and dreamt up all this stuff. I think, I think that's that is in the Simpsons. And they do the whole goat blood and everything. Yeah, interpretation of it. But yeah, there's a, there's a head injury. Uh, it, there was involved. a. I think it was a head injury. Anyway, that's so awesome. I was watching a Simpsons episode. So listen, Simpsons the Bible. Same same. Cartoons can teach you a lot. Yeah, of course yeah. they can. Watch South Park every week. I it's do. The South news. Park is amazing. <laughs> it's it's true. South Park, it's amazing what they is can get Is it still away on? With. Oh, yeah. yeah. Really? And, and it's awesome. It it's it's getting better. Like, it kind of hit a lull there. Like Season, season 14, 15 was kind of a lull. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, they're social commentaries, right? Yep. You can And yeah. as a joke, you can make a social commentary without being reprimanded. And, yeah, yes. and they can get, yeah, because they can get away with stuff where you're like, there's no way if these weren't cartoons. Yeah. Like, they so that's basically what they fantasy you guys watched Big Mac? Mouth on no, Netflix. No. Oh my god! It, Big Mouth. Yeah, it's well, it's just about going through puberty in middle school. Oh really? And it's the stereotypes are to a T. You could pin every kid in your class into that group that's going through puberty. Really? In the show and the stuff that they get What's away with. Big Mouth. Big Mouth. It is extremely vulgar and very very funny. If you're okay. into that yeah, thing, yeah. like, it a, and there's. The is it a male, cartoon? It's a cartoon. There's the male hormone monster and the female hormone monster. And whenever they start having urges and then they come out, it's good. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> All right. It's really funny. Yeah, social commentary is yeah. important, yeah. I think. You have to be able to take yourself a little less serious. I know we're getting yeah. to a world where we know everybody is so serious now. but Everybody's offended it's, by everything. Yeah, I mean, it's important to be sensitive, culturally sensitive and all that is, stuff too. Is it though? Right. Well, I think is it, it is. To an extent. To an, I, but at what I don't think you can mean it. Though, what about right? I don't think PETA going can, after Dan Blazarian for feeding a bear? That's what I mean. Like, that's that's insane. We're getting Why? to that crazy like, territory on. of like, so guys, what happened? Bear. On 420, Dan Blazarian had like a bear come to their house, like with its trainer, treating it really, really well. And he was feeding it stuff, not weed or anything bad for it. And PETA went nuts. Why? Because no, Dan Blazarian's a, a yeah. male misogynist, I guess you could call him, who's got a ton of money and he's doing it just because he can. And they, uh -huh. they got really mad. He's just. They took a lot of heat for it because it was. He's just an angry white cisgendered male. Yeah. Oh really? I don't. He's I don't, the enemy. <laughs> oh, is he? Oh, I feel like I know the name, but like, see, he's it's like weird. A I, out of, he's like a poker He owns star Ignite. Dude. Ignite the company. What actually it is is his dad was one of the largest frauds in the '80s and got a ton of money invested in companies and stole it like billions and billions of dollars. Never paid the IRS back. Has gone to prison and been in and out. But Dan, if you read his life story, hid all that money. And he's a very athletic dude. He passed the Marine Corps test twice and they wouldn't admit him because his father. 
But basically, he has an endless amount of money. He owns a massive cannabis company. What company? Ignite. Oh, that's, like a really okay. big one. He does wow. a lot. He's worth know that. his Ignite house is worth like a hundred million. What? Yeah, he's big, big time. Wow. That's, so he's one of the first Instagram celebrity, celebrity guys. Like, where I live under a rock. Read yeah. his biography. He was it's on good. Rogan's podcast. It's well, that's where I heard the name yeah, before. Yeah. He leads but, a crazy life, man. Like, he does, pretty, huh? Pretty much, like he lives. Fifty. He lives every sixteen-year-old dream. Like, yeah, it's crazy. He lives every sixteen. Can I see dude. what this guy looks like? He's a guy oh, yeah, with the beard. Yeah. Oh, you'll is know, he that older dude? No, you're thinking of the Italian guy. I don't know. He's the he's the Italian version of. Here's him feeding the bear. And they're getting mad. Peter went nuts. That's at his house. What? And what? He just has like people it's, hanging around. He's like he, all the models so just hanging the around. Models, all the models time. get pay him to be with him. Yeah, they stay around him so they can get posted on his Instagram because, because they watch everyone watches it, right? It's so so he has all. He's yeah, always with I, the, he's with that many girls all the big. time, and they're if always different girls. Instagram, but they have to pay that. to be there with him. Modeling is this guy? Pay him. It's Dan Blazarian. He's. Passed the Marine Corps test twice. I mean, I don't know. How, like, him. I feel like you're just exaggerating no, no, no. on read that. His, read his biography. Do you think that's real? It is real. You know when Lucas stands up and leaves just in the middle of a podcast? Thanks, Lucas. No, it, it is 100% true. You think? 100% okay, but anyways, true. I think I live under a rock because I don't know who that guy is. Kind of, yeah. Well, like, I don't. What do I do? He's in I the guess news all the time. I too busy know. trying to save, save the world, save people from opioid addictions and and promote cannabis use for those things. Okay, but let's Here, just- I'll tell you his father All right, tell you me might that. know his father. And then I'm gonna go over to, we got like a few minutes left, so I just wanna talk about, a, let's so, just go back to a couple points here. One, if you're gonna be an addict, I'm not judging you, just don't be an asshole. Mm -hmm. Put your stuff like in a, put it in a box, put it, like carry it in a little handbag, like, I, like we carry our cannabis. You know what I mean? If you're going to use it, that's fine. It's not fine, but we understand that you have an addiction. I'm not judging you. Right. Uh, as best you can, try to come off of it. And we're here to help. If you want 100%. a place to talk to, you know, it's really unfortunate that what happened to Gunjanistas, Al, because, you know, and that's another reason I was angry. I see this stuff, you know, in a fucking A&W. And yet the police are closing down people that are really just trying to make a difference and and have things like hope, which is that Hamilton opioid something experiment. And uh, uh, I couldn't remember the P. Prevention, that's the word. Prevention experiment. You know, and those things are helpful. And you should, if you do have an opioid addiction and you are trying to get off of your narcotics or your heroin or whatever, no one's judging you for it. And we're here to help you. And you should go check out Hope. Mm -hmm. But don't be an asshole and put it put it in a little lock box. Carry it around with you. And if you got an IV, do it privately, of course. And don't leave your junk lying around. Like, just don't do that. I'm gonna play devil's advocate as a junkie in this situation, but. Them carrying that around puts them in jail. So it's better to so okay. It's better to you should it. go to jail, but don't take other people. Don't exactly. kill other people. Mm. Don't risk people. But with you're, or is the argument they're, they're, that there the argument easy, the argument doesn't make sense? That's, it, but that's maybe? what any junkie will say. I'm not carrying that because if I get pulled over, right. I'm okay. going to jail. So that's but that's you. That's your risk. That's your risk. You the whole accept time the risk. When I was younger, carrying cannabis around illegally, I still kept it to myself. That was kept your it on risk. My person. It was my risk. That's right. One hundred percent. 
So don't put other so people at same. risk. Risk yourself. Take the risk. But is there anything the one that we it. could do to, to make it so that that wasn't the case? Like, well, you can have safe injection sites. The problem the is with safe injection sites, then you get people that are really not there for you any You get two dealers right. standing out front That's right. just right. chopping. That's right. That's All day. And it just, it, so, I it mean, it's a, it's a complicated question. Yeah. But I think one of the things you can start with is take care of your own person first. Yes. Yeah. Worry yes. about you. Stop trying to get other, you know, don't leave your shit lying around. Not in a bathroom where children go to. That's like, right. Well, yeah, so or the employees bad. have to deal with that then. Then what the... Yeah. Employees won't touch it. I would quit in I a second. I would not murder any of these When I literally walked out and I was like, guys, you need to clean this. Like half the people like were like, I'll take my stuff to go, thanks, and yeah. walk out. Because yeah. it's it was literally, you can't go to the bat. Like, it was everywhere. Yeah. It was everywhere. You don't feel comfortable being in there. No. Touching anything. That's touching right. the floor. Yeah. yeah. No. So, I mean, it's just like the Tim Hortons on Barton. I, I remember I went in there once because I was walking back home from the cotton factory. And I walked in and there was, like, literally three people in there, like, taking turns shooting up. And I was like, okay. Yeah. I, like, it's so common there, though. Like it's So do it bad. somewhere else. Yeah. Do it somewhere else. Do it with yourself yourself i'm not judging you for having an addiction it's really sucks and it's multifactorial and there's lots of things you know and we don't as a society we haven't come to f figure out a way to deal with it mm -hmm. um and um I, I you know and we'd like to help but one thing you can do to help other people is help is do your own you know keep your addiction to yourself don't bring other people down with you and uh, that's hard to do. So that brings me to my second point. And if you're going to use something, use cannabis because it's still a form, mm -hmm. you know, towards wellness promotion, mm -hmm. you know, it, uh, instead of harm reduction, of course. you think we course. could ever get to a place where the government or would subsidize using cannabis to get people off opiates? Like I'd like to see that. The question, the, somehow? Yeah, the question, I mean, we need studies though, yeah. right? The same way we have methadone clinics. But I mean, what you're doing. There were two right. studies that just came out, surveys, of course, uh, longitudinal studies uh, showing or cohorts showing people that were using cannabis are more likely to stick to an oat regimen, an opioid, like a, mm. to an, uh, an opioid um, alternative therapy, mm. which is like methadone or suboxone. Mm -hmm. no. People that use high dose cannabis, meaning they use cannabis every day, are more likely to stick to, to that than, uh, uh, that's probably the coroner calling me. Um it's uh it's probably sorry they were more likely to stick to the uh their mm. alternate mm -hmm. uh opioid therapies versus going back to their original addiction so yeah. even in those two circumstances in those cases uh cannabis is beneficial even mm. for those that are on methadone or on suboxone people that used cannabis every single day and i have those two studies literally sitting on my computer actually i probably have it right here second question um uh, is um, maybe I don't. Is that really, really more beneficial with like extracts here. though? Like something high much? intensity cannabis use is associated with retention and opioid agonist treatment, a longitudinal analysis. And this is look actually I met one of the the uh, authors of this, which is why she gave it to me. Um, using cannabis to stay even while on methadone is mm. beneficial. So uh, at least from this cohort analysis. So I think these are things that we need to think about. Uh, and cannabis, you know, the safety of cannabis has been proven over and over again. I'm not saying that, oh, cannabis, cannabis, everything. What I'm saying, though, is if, if it's cannabis versus all the bad shit, choose yeah. cannabis. Yeah. Right? Yeah, Does that make sense? Yeah. No, but what, on the extract thing, like, do you think that that side of it is more beneficial for this use case? Like having like, ec like a purified THC that you're taking in? Versus... 
instead of like vaping it or something like that, no? No, I think entourage, I think the, the key is the entourage mm. effect. I think that's yeah. where all the, that's where the gold is yeah. or the platinum. And I think Not that's where the- Rick Simpson oil. No, I think yeah, yeah, the, yeah. I think the, you know, the magic happens in the entourage versus mm. in the isolates. Mm. That's what I think. Okay. You know, you've got, you've got also, we, we know that high dose edibles work best. No, we don't. Well, that's what we hear on the street, bud, because that's what pretty yeah. much everybody who has come in for hope has said. Have you got cookies? They they cut the edge off the work. Yeah, that's yeah. what I would assume too. Just I think it has to do with the the um, the long effect, like you were talking yeah. about earlier. If you're on a long effect okay. drug, like say if they were, let's say if they were just crackheads, that's a more of a quick yeah. start and high. The edible might not be the best situation for them, but right? I. I think well, I, I think agree with it, like you. I don't I the only the only opiates that I've ever done I did Percocet once and the feeling that I got from that was more similar to me than the 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 effect that you'd get off of edibles like the wavy kind of warm huggy feeling thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like that. I you, but I don't usually feel like that when I they vape it though. Right. No. So it's just a quick acting. It's the quick and long acting. If you're like okay. if you're an, if you're an if you're IVing heroin, it's gonna last you a while, right? Yeah. You're looking at three hours of a good you know good fix something like you're that. You're gonna be sleeping, then you'll wake up, you'll feel out. okay, and every couple hours, whatever. So it's cannabis, <laughs> eating cannabis lasts three, four hours, mm, yeah. right? At least. Um, so, so the people that seem to it do well sense. with that are those that exchange the uh, edibles with their IVing, whatever they're doing. Mm. Uh, I don't know about the, I can't say it's the high dose that really helps. Cause I mean, I, I don't really think they're. Well, if you're getting that numb from heroin, you probably want quite a bit of yeah, THC to help. Could be. If they are fighting any pain and masking it with heroin. Yeah. Yeah. Could be. I mean, we can have more and more. There's, we're going to need like, more studies obviously yeah. around this oh, stuff. Yeah. What we know now is just that cannabis works for it. Yeah. And so the question is, how does it work? And I think that's going to come with the future. What I do know is that it's safer. So even if I don't have all the answers right now, I still know that it's safer than using heroin. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to choose something, yeah, if you're going to choose something, choose cannabis. All right, folks, um, do we have any news? And then we'll uh, shut her down. Any news today? Anything I mean, happening in the... Uh, Colorado, I want to just double check if that's anything happening. Actually, I sent you an article um, that's... Uh, Health Canada has changed some of their ruling. What do you mean? I, I sent it to you on your Facebook. I didn't see it. What's it say? Let me look at it here one second. Uh, where are you? Is it the new producer laws that came out? Because they're brutal. What are these new laws? Basically, you have to have a fully functioning grow before you can even apply for your license, so, and you're not guaranteed to get that license. So you got to waste millions, uh, millions of, dollars. of dollars for a potential license. When you're applying for that license, it's now, again, probably a couple hundred thousand or more in lawyer fees as well. Mm -hmm. So you're going to need at least three, four million dollars before you can even apply for your friggin' license. Well, I mean, a grow is a four to six million dollars at least. So... Uh, you're looking at four to six million on the low end. You're looking at four on an average. You're looking at about six, pending if you have expert consult consultants who know what they're doing. And depending on like the building you buy, where it is, how it, oh, there's a lot of factors that play. Yeah, Namaste got their license to sell cannabis online. 
Mm. Yeah, they're the only ones with the actual only retail sale license. Wow. So, like, wow. Shoppers Drug Mart is technically an LP. They're just only retail sales. Yeah, that, which is great. I yeah. want to know how to get that license. It took them five years. They yeah. applied in 2013. Wow, that's mm. crazy. All right, yeah. folks. Yeah. Al, I don't know what you're, what else. Oh, hold on. What else? October. What else is happening in the law? In law? Yeah. Uh, the edible laws and all that are going to be coming out this year. In October? Yes. Yeah. So October. until then, edibles um, and concentrates. So until October, what's Illegal. happening? Illegal. Illegal. Unless you're a medical patient, no, you can make it yourself. Well, that's what I was just. If you make it yourself, like I'm a patient, so if, if yeah. you make it yourself, uh, is it still illegal? No. How, you know, so there was a. An argument for, it's, it's not even an argument. Like, there was a. There was a. There was a uh, court case, a Supreme Court case, Smith uh, versus Her Majesty the Crown. Uh, back in 2015, or may have been 16, that patients are allowed to uh, extract their own cannabis for their own self-use. Manipulate the product yeah. any way you want. So to as a patient, it. you're allowed to. Not a problem. But now, what restrictions on how you do that? No, no, not for patients. Not for there are for LPs and for the extraction of use, things like using PG and all the other whatever pesticide stuff, mm -hmm. uh, you, you know, and they have laws already in place for when they do extract. For example, there are people that have vape pens, like Hydropothecary has a- So does Aurora. And Aurora. Um, but their CO2 closed loop run in their high CBD vape pen, no THC vape Right, pens. exactly. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, these things are all bound to change. You're allowed to do your own cannabis, of course, extract your own cannabis. And if you do a really good extraction, a full pure distillate, which would be isolating THC or CBD, it's 100% vapable without VG, without propylene glycol, without any of that crap. Is it really? Say that again. You can vape distillate. Right. Without anything. Without anything, if you do it right. That's a good point. Closed loop CO2 runs. Yeah. Hmm. Closed loop CO2 runs. Fractional distillation <laughs> at its finest. You know, I love drug math, man. You take, you take all these guys from the you, legacy market. You really look at it. Give them it's jobs, almost man. the same give process jobs. of making alcohol. Yeah, it's almost. Bootle it is. It's, it's almost like the exact yeah, yeah. same still. Hmm. Yeah, and of course they're all chemists, geniuses, yeah. geniuses. If just, I knew I'd be doing this, I should have took chemistry in school. Yeah, no, but yeah. we wouldn't do well in chemistry. <laughs> we yeah, do I mean, well. Probably, drug math took, is a little uh, different. I took astronomy, I took biology, and I took labs in both of them. I did you just have really to set well. Up like a, a science is a good thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You guys, we'll give you a PhD. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> All Thank right. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening today. If you have more questions, please feel free to DM me. Check out Dr. Ira Price on uh, my Instagram. Um, listen to uh, The Higher Estate yeah. on uh, YouTube on SoundCloud, or on SoundCloud and all the sources, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify. Uh, and then you can also check out uh, YouTube, The Higher Estate, where you'll see our videos. And anything and you want to do. 420 Radio. Make Four, sure you yeah. check out 420, 420 Radio. Radio. Find us out there as well and all the other great content, content Al puts together. Yeah. yeah, Al's an amazing guy. Listen to the stuff that he's doing. All right, everybody. Thanks, Lucas, for remembering to bring nothing. <laughs> and uh, but hey, thanks. <laughs> you're recording, and that is what counts. That is what. Thanks, counts. guys. Have a good week. Bye, yep. everybody.